Welcome to everyone for next in the podcast series from the sidelines. Uh, special guest today, Paul Thompson from Coach Core Foundation. And uh, Paul's uh, title around the topic today, the C system. Paul, uh, thanks very much for coming on today. Uh, do you just want to in introduce yourself and just explain to everyone what you're currently up to at present? Yeah, no problems. Uh, thanks for having us on, Gary. Really excited. So, yeah, so I'm currently the National Education Manager at uh, Coach Core Foundation. So we're an employability and social mobility charity, uh, but we use the power of sport and apprenticeships, particularly sports coaching apprenticeships, to try and change the lives of young people, really, that, that need the opportunity most. So most of my kind of day-to-day -day work with that is around looking at our education offer with regards to yeah how we develop uh, these young people into being kind of the future coaches really uh, within their communities to have that positive impact so that's kind of one of the hats that I wear but some of the other hats that I wear as well as that um, so I coach at, uh, at Southern Football Club at the academy there so I've been uh, as I was just reminded I think by LinkedIn the other day I've been there for over 10 years now so I've been there for 11 wow. years now doing a variety of different things over the years but I'm currently working at the, the foundation phase uh, largely working with the, the pre-academy the kind of under sevens and under eights that are, that are kind of coming into the club and experiencing Southern Football Club for the first time. So, so I still actively coach there, and then I do kind of quite a bit of coach education stuff as well. So either with with Coach Call, uh, with UK Coaching, who I previously used to work for, uh, as well as yeah, wasn't some safeguarding stuff uh, with yourself up in Northumberland kind of pre-Christmas. So, a few different hats on, but all in involved. They all involve coaching, all involve learning, all involve uh, education. Uh, yeah, and it involves lots of nice chats like today and chatting to people about all things coaching, all things learning and development. Fantastic, Paul. I suppose the, the C system fits in nicely to obviously what you're doing at, at Sunderland as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the C system stuff, it's stuff that's been been around for a while. It's uh yeah, there's been loads of research and insight and academic studies into it to, to kind of develop with but it's the stuff that also links in with the with the four corner model from the fa uh, with regard to net not just looking at that technical and tactical stuff but how do we look at the other areas with regards to developing our players as as people so i think probably my journey as a coach which kind of might resonate with some other people that are either listening in or other other coaches' journeys is that when I first started out, I was definitely kind of very much just all into this bit around technical and tactical and how I can make people better technical players and kind of like have all those different tools in the toolbox. Uh, I know kind of Jed, the former academy manager at Sunderland, used to talk about quite a lot, uh, as well as simple actually how can we help them tactically with regards to understanding how to use those tools within a game. As my time's probably progressed and as I've kind of got more experience as a coach or just start to kind of get my eyes open to different things, I'm very much more in the in the boat of actually how do I develop great people? So I would I would more class myself now as a coach of people. I just happen to coach uh, people in, in football. That's kind of the sport that I've kind of been in love with since I've been young and kind of fell into. But I definitely class myself more as a, a coach of people. How do I develop young people to be the best version of themselves and yeah that normally also leads to kind of some of those 
more putting the will of talent performance, call like those performance games to make them better footballers as well. Mm. So let me delve a little bit deeper then, Paul. So what does coaching the whole person mean to you? Yeah, I mean, what coaching the whole person means to me, it's, it's probably a little bit to what I've just said before, really. It's kind of moving the, the sport to one side uh, and looking at kind of actually how you coach the person in front of you. So my previous role at UK Coaching, they did a lot of work around coaching the person in front of you and actually how you can connect and understand understand somebody so able to kind of help them thrive. So again, it's thrown all that kind of like sport to one side and so actually how do I use all of those, what's often referred to as kind of like softer skills as a coach. So those bits around, like you say, being able to kind of ask good questions, build rapport, I suppose the biggest thing for me is to genuinely care as a coach to try and support that young person, moving kind of like football to one side. So that's kind of what I see as kind of coaching the whole child and saying, yeah, how can I help them be the best version that they can be? And I don't know, a few different examples. So, I know that, uh, so I've got two girls who've uh, just started going to Wildcats, actually. So just started going to Wildcats, so a big FA initiative that's kind of going at this moment in time. Uh, and... They're not really there to become better footballers. They're both there because probably through kind of their journey life so far, they've kind of got a a bit of an association and a connection to kind of sport and physical activity. So kind of going along to Wildcats for them is a way of them being kind of physically active. But the most important thing is that if I look at Emily as an example, who's my eldest, is that she sometimes can be kind of like quite shy in with people that she doesn't know and in kind of different settings so one of the main reasons probably as a parent that i send emily along is to help her develop some of those social skills so it's not about her becoming the next steph houghton uh who knows you never know what may happen but yeah it's more about her so actually how does she become confident as a as a young girl to be able to kind of develop some of those kind of social skills and be able to interact with people that are outside of her normal social circles that she doesn't see every day and I've got to say, the guys, the Wildcats that they've been going to, the coaches have been fab. Uh, so that, for me, is kind of like one of the key bits is starting to recognise those different motivations and reasons, kind of why young people, boys and girls, come along to your sessions. And then as a coach, how you can be more proactive in kind of helping them to develop those things, as opposed to just focusing on how can I make them a better, a better dribbler, a better passer, to kind of keep things really, really simple. So that's kind of what coaching the whole child's all about for me. And, and why is that important to you, Paul? Yeah, I mean, just chatting about, just even using my two girls as an example, I mean, I would probably say that I wish I, I took more of this kind of like personal, whole child-centred approach kind of early on when I was coaching. Uh, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, and it's also one of those things that it's like anything in life is that when you first start doing something, you don't always know everything about it. So again, if I, if I go back to kind of that first day when I brought Emily back home from the hospital as a, as a new dad, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, but over the years, I like to think about it a little bit better. Still definitely not the finished article, but it's the same as a coach. So that's kind of, I suppose, kind of why it's important to me as a coach is that I think it can really, really change uh, young people's lives but I think the most important thing is that coming back to some of the C system bit is that that's kind of where we can really really develop those young people so kind of the C system is 
a few different it's essentially just a, a few different words that all start with the letter C so kind of that's why it's been given this lovely name and depending on who you chat to sometimes people will say there's five C's some people will say there's six C's some people might even have seven or eight but the amount of them is probably irrelevant really but the main approach to it is saying actually how do we make a more purposeful effort to integrate that to our coaching so just for those listening in just to kind of give them an insight into the C system so the different C's around connection which around kind of supporting the young people to make positive connections with people and uh, the organizations or the clubs that kind of they're with as well as sport in general and stuff around confidence so kind of that internal sense of kind of overall positive self-worth and capability uh, and ability to be able to improve so maybe that's some of the stuff that i just talked about with emily i suppose with regards to that confidence being a big thing that i'm hoping that her coaches and wildcats is going to bring out with her yeah. um character the ability to kind of be able to respect others and have respect for sport and respect for standards and right behavior and sense of right and wrong and integrity which you know, that's a massive thing at, at the academy at Sunderland with regards to how we develop character and how we develop great people that are going to come out of the, the building and not just yeah. great great footballers and um, creativity so kind of looking at kind of like supporting the players to kind of like find their own solutions their own ways to practice and, and play and perfect. And again, that creativity is not just about the tech and tech stuff. It's mm. got creativity around see those problem solving skills with regards to, again, it's coming back to Emily and I often quite chat a lot about the girls um, from, a, from a coaching point of view is that, yeah, her coming up with those different solutions to be able to interact and engage with different people. So actually how are the coaches supporting her to kind of develop that that toolbox around connection, but then giving us some um, the opportunities to be able to kind of use those creatively to be able to engage with others. And then there's this bit around kind of caring and compassion, kind of understanding of people's own individual uh, life experiences and backgrounds of being supportive and allowing for individual differences. So everyone that comes to any of the coaching sessions that I've ever been at, they all come to their that facility or to the grass or to the astral turf as kind of what seems to be the usual training place now or the sports hall they come to they come to your club they come to you as a coach with different life experiences and different challenges and different opportunities so going to how are we kind of like caring and compassionate to be able to deal with that and that goes right the way from like say grassroots all the way through to the very top end of the game so a pretty great example of caring and compassion that's popped up just recently uh, is the I can't remember who they were playing, but it was the Leicester game the other night uh, where there was, I can't remember what his name is, I think it's Fofana, is it the defender? Obviously, he's on Ramadan at this moment in time. And the goalkeeper of the team kind of, like say, had a quick pause for a couple of minutes to allow him to kind of like break fast, have something to eat, have a quick gel or whatever it was that actually did eat to then be able to continue continue playing. So it's, yeah, if we can develop that care and compassion in, in young players, hopefully kind of like feed through to kind of wherever they end up whether that's kind of them being in the premier league like that example was the other night showing that kind of real care and compassion of kind of people being in different situations and being able to respect and kind of adapt to those through to where yeah so using the likes of emily and alice who kind of may end up just playing football recreationally or they might even just move away from football and move into other sport and physical activity so yeah yeah that's kind of a little bit into kind of the c system and 
probably also give you a little bit of an insight into some of the reasons why I think it's kind of important. And um, when when you discuss the four corner model at the at the start of the um, podcast, it bit the, that C system mainly it looks around the psychological and the social corners. Would you say? Yeah, it definitely taps into those bottom two corners, and I'm sure yeah. when the four corner model was was developed, and again, I probably don't know the whole history to around how it all came about. Is that? I'm pretty positive the C system will have been a big influence on, on creating that four corner model. And it's also something always that I think is really, really useful so to come back to maybe some stuff that might be useful for people that are listening in with regards to that practicality stuff is that that's what I'm starting to say. Well, actually, how much a coach is thinking about coaching the whole child? How much are you thinking about coaching across all of those four corners or across the all those different C's, as I would call them as well? So... Uh, I've just probably as I was chatting to you just before we started the podcast, I've just recently kind of started back coaching the academy again. So I've had a bit of a period kind of where I was a, where I was away from it with regards to some of the different lockdowns and the different stages with regards to kind of different age groups that were starting back up again. Uh, and one of the big things that uh, the academy has been, been really, really good with is around that focus for all of the boys that have been returning uh, over the past eight weeks or so at various different stages is they've really focused in on that kind of connection. So that kind of that, that, that one C with regards to, yes, we'll be doing some technical and tactical work with them. So we might be doing some stuff where we've got some real specific focuses, but actually kind of the main focus is kind of that re return to and reintegrate reintegration into there's been a huge focus on connection. And that's probably across a few different things. That's connection back with the coaches, Again, so some of the some of the boys that I was coaching the other night, I haven't seen for for a while. They haven't seen me for a time. So like, how do we really focus on kind of like building that connection back up with each other as people? How do we then allow them to connect back with each other as players um, and as people? So again, so some of the boys might have seen each other, so they might uh, they might go to the same school uh, or they might be kind of like related, but a lot of the boys won't have seen each other. So again, allowing them to kind of like make those connections back with those are the those are the boys those are the players that they haven't seen for a while but then kind of just generally kind of like I say that connection back with with sport and particular activity so some of them won't have had won't have been playing as much or mm -hmm. I've been playing in the back garden with themselves so actually how can we help them connect back with and um, build that really positive relationship back with back with football and back with sport and physical activity so we're wanting to come back to kind of developing the whole child and across all those different areas that we want to create these uh, these boys that are going to turn into to young men and, and adults that have got this real positive relationship with sport and physical activity uh, so that we need to be able to create that kind of environment that kind of that allows them to be able to do that so yeah, so reintegrating back into myself and coaching is probably that's where we've been focusing particularly on that connection bit so to come back to, to coaches in general let's say, well, people will talk about like linked sessions, you know, stuff that they're probably done on their the coaching courses over the years around how do you do like two or three or linking kind of like six to 12 sessions together with regards to that either being linked with dealing with pressure on the ball um, or something along those lines. But have they thought around kind of what's their eight or 12 week plan around coaching the whole child? So yeah, are they going to have so when they're starting a new season, do they have a focus for the first three or four months around connection? 
does that start then do they start to then factor in with regards to like well how are we also then going to start to look at stuff like confidence or character so again if we kind of got new boys that are coming together new players integrating to the group yeah how are we looking at areas of confidence and how we start to look at areas of character and how is that factored into stuff and we could we can link that into some of the tech and tech stuff but sometimes it's like well fundamentally by looking at developing these boys as, as people as opposed to just as football players we need to put just as much effort in our planning with regards to how we concentrate on some of those different areas yeah i think the, the confidence one's an interesting one as well paul isn't it you know especially in the in the recent uh, current circumstances um the the players that you're working with are all going to be different and it's understanding you know who's that not so confident person within the group to the person that is really confident and how you're going to differentiate with that different ability level around that not just the technical yeah 100% like from a confidence perspective, a few different things that kind of like spin through my mind really. Um, but it, it comes back to this bit around coaching the person and really understanding all of your players kind of individually, and then how you can use your kind of your skills as a coach to be able to tap into all of those. So naturally what tends to happen is that from a confidence perspective, is we always default into kind of like technical confidence with regards to like how can I help a player become more confident at dribbling or passing a ball or how can i stretch and challenge a player who's confident already to kind of make sure they're kind of getting out of their comfort zone but we're not necessarily thinking about kind of that confidence across all those other kind of like softer skills areas so i've been reading loads of kind of like re research i'm a bit of a geek i'm happy to admit it but i've been reading loads of kind of research and insight linked with kind of the day job stuff and even we've been doing research studies from a coach got perspective with our apprentices uh, with regards to how COVID and the pandemics affected them. So from our apprentices who are 16 to 24 year olds generally, so they are actually people that are we're training as coaches, let say, but probably are, a lot of them will also be people that kind of participate in sport as well. So they'll be getting coached by uh, potentially even people that are listening to this podcast. So we have got a programme up in, uh, Tyne and we were in Northumberland um, kind of with a few different partners involved so but they've been talking about how the pandemic's kind of like affected their kind of like well-being they've talked about um, how they've struggled with kind of like having structure in their life they're talking about how they've uh, struggled with kind of like missing a whole load of kind of like opportunities that kind of passed them by in the past 12 months so like from a confidence perspective kind of there's quite a lot of young people that are potentially going to be struggling more than what we realise. Um, it's that whole thing with regards to anything to do with kind of like mental health and well-being is that uh, it's one of those things that you can't see. So from a technical and tactical perspective, you can normally see if somebody's struggling and kind of like pick that up. From a coaching perspective with regards to that confidence in some of these other areas or some of these other issues that may be kind of more underlying from a mental health and well-being perspective, it might link into this area of, like you say, caring and compassion regards their lifestyle health and well-being it's a lot it's a lot harder so again even coming into that one of the big things that i've definitely kind of i think i've developed over the years as a coach and that i put more i put more focus and attention on now is actually my noticing skills so actually it takes a real real effort to think around well actually 
what am I noticing in players? What am I looking for? And then the most important thing, it's about being what our class has been like really authentic. So you can talk about kind of like caring and compassion and you can talk about connection, but like, do you really mean it? Mm. So how many of your, your boys or your girls like work, walk into your training sessions like you ask them every every single time they come in, how are you going on? How how's it going? What's going on at school? Like, is that just like a default question that you ask out of habit, or is it something that you're asking with a real intent and purpose? So why are you asking them to try and understand kind of like what type of mind frame they're coming into school with? I mean, coming into school, coming into football with from school. Are you asking them to try and work out kind of like how their day's been with regards to have they had any challenges that you may need to be having to think about over the next 60 minutes, 90 minutes, however long you've got with them from a training perspective. Um, are you then starting to kind of like notice things in the sessions that are outside the tech and tactical? So are you noticing whether they are struggling to interact with other players? Um, are you noticing if their behaviours change compared to what they're normally like? So if they're kind of that, normally that really, really quiet, withdrawn child, and they're now kind of like to say, uh, potentially kind of like quite aggressive and loud kind of like what's happened and how can we start to deal with that and then you know, come back into that kind of coaching the whole child but it's around yeah there might be some support you can offer them as a coach that might be because they're getting frustrated with something kind of like at school or frustrated with something at even at your session how can you support them with coming to, with some kind of like coping strategies to be able to deal with that or even just help them help them understand why they're feeling that way so sometimes I say it all the time that uh, some of the boys that are coached at the academy kind of get really, really frustrated, but they don't even understand why they're getting frustrated until you start to have some of those kind of conversations with them. Mm-hmm. But those noticing skills is something that, yeah, I put a lot of time and effort in, I think, over the over the years and something that I really, really concentrate on. Great, Paul. So what do you feel are the, are the benefits around this holistic coaching model? Then? Well, I think the benefits for me... Uh, I've probably alluded to a lot of them is that ultimately the main reason that all of us are involved uh, with coaching is that we want uh, the players that we're working with, so the boys and the girls that we're working with, or young men and, and young girls or adults to kind of have the best experiences that they can and have a positive relationship with sport and physical activity. So kind of that's normally kind of why all coaches were involved. So that could be like myself, that I've, I've been involved with coaching since I've been like 16, 18. That could be someone that's got involved with coaching because uh, say their, their daughter or their son has started playing and they've got roped into coaching that way. But again, they'll be roping a coaching because they'll have been like, well, actually, I want to make sure that my son and my daughter has a really, really good experience. And then obviously, uh, as a consequence of that, you're then kind of responsible for that experience for all of the other players that are there. So the big thing for me is that uh, coaching the whole child creates these really positive experiences for the people that we that we work with. So if you chat to, and it's maybe like a thing to think about, think well actually, have you asked uh, your players why they come down to your sessions? Have you asked them what they like about your coaching? Have you asked them some of the stuff that they would like to do or like to have factored in? So I think that's some of the benefits is that we start to look at this a bit more holistically as opposed to saying, I'm just going to try and get Emily to be a better passer of the ball or I'm going to get uh, James 
to improve his shooting is that if we start to think about improving them as as young people in general, is that it starts to create this kind of really positive place to be. Uh, it starts to hopefully mean that the young people that we are working with have this really positive relationship with sport and physical activity. But I think as a coach as well, is that generally you'll get more buy-in. So if you, uh, there's a lot, I mean, even at the highest level, so Gareth Southgate, he talks a lot about understanding his players and saying, well, actually, he needs to get them on board as people before he can and get his messages across from a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big benefits is that if we start to understand um, and connect with our players more to help them thrive, is that it will also have a positive impact on kind of the football side and stuff. Uh, but most importantly is that, for me, I mean, using academy football as an example, is that, yes, we are trying to develop kind of like the next football players at the football club, but we do know that's a really small percentage of people that will kind of like come through that kind of like funnel. Uh, so we just want to make sure that we create great people that can go away and kind of use these skills wider in life. So I've chatted about, about my, my two girls already is that I would like to think that some of the skills that they're learning at Wildcats at this moment in time will support them kind of in school, will support them in their home life, and will support them kind of as they start to grow up. So I think from a benefits perspective, it's like, so many uh, from a player's perspective, but also from a from a coach's perspective, is that I, I genuinely believe that if you um, take this more holistic approach, that you have a group of young people that have a better relationship with you because they genuinely yeah. believe that you care. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Totally, totally agree. Um, <clears throat> you get that connection with them, and they're gonna they're gonna trust you and. In, in the feedback that you're giving them and the type of football as an example that that you want to play as, as a coach as well. And I think that's it's a great point you made about uh, Gareth Southgate. Um, great point. So not to close it up, but what are the key takeaways that you'd want coaches to take away from this uh, podcast today? I think there's probably a few. So I think... The first one uh, is around kind of really understanding the motivations for the players. So actually, that's that's key to this whole bit around coaching the whole child. Is that if we don't understand their kind of like motivations for reasons, motivations and reasons for being there, uh, that makes us kind of like coaching the whole child a little bit harder. But like most importantly, is that it's really important for us as coaches to recognise that. The reasons for them being there go beyond football. So it goes beyond them wanting to be a better a better player. Uh, yes, obviously, you probably talk a large chunk and will and all of them probably will want to become better players. But there's so much more that they kind of want to develop with regards to those wider social skills, personal skills, uh, that sport and physical activity and football are a great place for people to do it. So that's probably the first one. I think the next bit is to probably have um, a model or a system that you kind of use. So using the four corner model or the C system, you're saying, right, well, I want to actually generally coach the whole child is probably going to need a little bit of help with it. So as opposed to trying to kind of do it on the fly, which kind of I know sometimes we have to do as coaches, we react to things and adapt to things, but saying actually, right, how can I use a model? So use something that's already out there. So how can I put the four corner model kind of Get it out, put it down, 
start to really think about, right, well, how can I start to work in some of these other areas outside of technical and tactical? What does that look like for all of my players? So to really start to kind of like personalise some of that to think around. So again, if I use like the Wildcat session as an example that the girls go down to, uh, like start to think, well, actually, what, do, what does Emily want out of some of these, these other areas in the four corner model or the C system? What does Alice want? So again, my two girls are massively different. But one that's kind of like can be quite shy and retiring, but like, uh, kind of like if you chat to and start to engage with something, she so I, I saw a grill in the coach the day I asked her about all the different rules because she was getting into it. And then I've got Alice, who's this kind of just little bundle of energy, who's a social butterfly. So they both want probably different things with regards to either that four corner model or a C system. So that's the other bit, as I'd say, like if you haven't looked at the four corner model in a while, go and revisit it. If you haven't heard of the C system, have a look at that as well. We're going to give you some different perspective and then use that to start to think around, right, well, can you put some of those four corner models or some of those C system, C objectives in there? So as well as saying that you're going to work on uh, dealing with pressure when you've got the ball, also think around, well, actually, yes, I'm going to work on that, but how can I also work on uh, character within this session? So kind of maybe building in some speed bumps to see how they deal with failure or kind of how can you how can you start to uh, do some stuff where you put young people in different situations that they're not normally used to to be able to kind of build that kind of character and build some of those kind of like key skills so kind of that's probably one of the other takeaways um the other bit i suppose is that even if you're using the four corner model or the c system model it's getting away from this idea you can only do one thing. So probably I've just mentioned it before is that some people think, all right, well, my next, my next session now, so I've just been talking about the academy scene, we're doing a lot of work around connection at this moment in time. That doesn't mean that we can't start working in kind of like the technical corner and the tactical corner at the same time. It doesn't also mean that we can't start working that bit around uh, confidence or caring and compassion. We can start to link some of these together uh, and start mm -hmm. How can we work across different C's, different corners in the four corner model, as opposed to just working in one in isolation? So I'm not saying that we have to go away from technical and tactical. That can and will be always kind of like a key and central or core component to what you do. But integrating all these other elements alongside it is really, really important. And I suppose the, the last bit, which I have kind of talked about already, I suppose, is like it's not being afraid to talk to people that you work with about the C system or about the four corner model uh, and about what they would like to get out of things. So talking to the to the girls or the boys or the young people that you work with around, around these different skills and actually saying, well, yeah, how can I support you to develop some of them? Um, or I suppose asking them questions that maybe mask that. So again, it depends on who you're working with. You might not be saying to them, oh, how can I help you with confidence? You might think, well, what are some of the questions that I can ask them? Or what are some of the things I can talk to them about that allow me to start to develop and think about how I do that? So going back to something that I mentioned probably a while ago is that be purposeful with kind of your engagement with people and have a genuine interest. So don't just ask them those kind of like throwaway questions around how school was. Uh, ask them questions that, are going to help you develop that meaningful relationship with them, but it's also going to allow you to kind of gain, gleam and gather all of that information that's going to allow you to be able to, 
to deliver and kind of really engage the young people in your sessions. So kind of that's probably some of the key takeaways for me uh, in a nutshell, I suppose. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Um, thanks so much for sharing your, your knowledge today um, around the C system and that holistic coaching model. Um, and thanks for taking the time out. Oh, no problems. Thanks very much. Hopefully uh, somebody will took at least one thing away from today. And if they have, uh, they've uh, used half an hour or so of the time wisely. I always say that you can always take one thing away from any conversation that you have with somebody. So hopefully somebody may have got more, but if they've got one, that'd be a bonus for me. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul.